0: Welcome to another episode of Not Another Sneaker Podcast. I'm Julian Osius and I'm here with Jake Willard. How you doing, Jake?
1: Dude, I'm doing pretty good today, Julian. How you doing, man?
0: I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. It's uh, it's a nice day. It's been pretty cold all week and uh, I'm happy it's a little bit better. Not raining.
1: Yeah, same. All right, Uh, dude, what are you rocking on feet today, dude?
0: uh, Today, I am wearing LeBron 9 Swingman and this is a LeBron 9 shoe inspired by Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, That's what they used to call Ken Griffey the the Swingman. He had his own shoe line, like the first baseball player to ever have that, and uh, this is just an homage that LeBron gave to uh, Ken Griffey. You know, Ken Griffey's awesome. LeBron's the king. I I think it's a really cool uh, collab, and I'm happy I got a pair recently.
1: Dude, 100%, and I think they just did with the LeBron watch last year. They also brought back another swingman, LeBron 15, and that one looked really cool, and the colorways always do good, and the swingman stuff is really cool. Ken Griffey Jr., Hall of Famer, obviously worth talking about in baseball.
0: How about you? What do you wear?
1: Dude, I'm rocking a pair of shoes that I honestly don't know much about, and I'm hoping that we can like talk about this And someone will know, and then they can reach out to us on Instagram uh, and, and talk about it. I'll post a picture of them when the podcast drops. But so it's a pair of Air Force Ones. And they're all patent leather, but they have the 7-Eleven logo on the back, like on like the back right side, outside heel. And I'm pretty sure they're a sample pair or something of the sort. They were a size nine. I'm a eight and a half normally, so they're they're definitely a little big. But uh, all patent leather. They got the green, the red, the orange, and on the tongue it says Seattle 71. No idea what that could mean. Um, but I just saw these. I love 7-Eleven bees, I've always been addicted to them, and um, I saw these, and I think I spent 20 bucks on them. Some guy didn't know what he had, sold them to me, and I was like, yes. And then I still, I Google them. I can't find anything, so.
0: If you know about these 7-Eleven Air Forces, let us know. Yeah,
1: please let us know. If someone at Nike knows or someone has a pair, we don't know. I mean, right now there are rumors of a UPS, like, gifted shoe to UPS drivers, like an Air Force One, and those are starting to resell for astronomical prices, so maybe this could be something similar. We don't know, but if you know, let us know,
0: please. Jake needs to have his answers. <laughs> I need, I need my, my answer,
1: please. Come on, guys. And yeah, like I said, if we if you know, hit us up on Instagram at not another their sneaker follow us there check us out share with your friends
0: absolutely so jake i know you and the people you live with your uh your multitude of roommates are very excited for this upcoming and final season right oh of, yeah uh, of game of thrones mm-hmm. oh big time all right and so you might be wondering why we're talking about it. i mean it's like the biggest thing uh, the biggest tv show ever i mean everybody watches it except for me apparently you're missing out dude uh, i guess i am uh, i'll get on it one day when it's like all done and i can like just barely yeah. binge it <laughs> but yeah, you know, everybody's excited for the release of the new season and apparently so is Adidas.
1: Dude, apparently they are. It's kind of cool, honestly. Um they're releasing so there's a, a Game of Thrones Ultra Boost pack that they've been working on for a while. I believe there are six six pairs in the pack, um one for each house in the show, uh the Targaryens, the Night's Watch, the Winterfell, like all the houses you th- can think of and it's they're releasing them right ahead of the season or the season 8 premiere. Which is obviously coming out in April, so that's kind of, kind of cool to see that Adidas is really jumping on a big cultural uh, phenomenon, and they're really gonna get involved and release them right around the time of the the episode because they're gonna jump on that hype. So I mean, it's kind of cool. I mean, Julian, you saw the pack. There's there's a lot of cool colorways, nothing too specifically crazy, but it's just the Game of Thrones real connection that kind of makes them cool, right?
0: Yeah, and like the colorways are all the colorways are all uh, really cool doesn't again, like you said, nothing crazy about them, just, like, a black with, like, some tonal shades on it, red with, like, gold, uh, Adidas three mm-hmm. stripes, which that one's, like, my favorite. And then just, like, a white and another gray one. I mean, they're all pretty cool, but just, like, the connection they have to the Game of Thrones, I mean, and then they have, like, the house that they're associated with, or, like, the, uh, the house is, like... The slogan, like the house The slogan house that slogan. they have, that's on, like, the heel tab. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, like, telling somebody, hey, this is, like, part of Game of Thrones. There's actually, like, something on there that, like, connects it. Like, that's pretty cool. And with, like, hardcore Game of Thrones fans, I'm sure they're going to go all over this. And I'm sure there's a bunch of sneakerheads that are also Game of Thrones fans. And... You know, it's a good overlap that they're kind of trying to get into this market. I yeah, it's
1: pretty cool. No, I think so too. And like, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of the show. I wouldn't call myself a super fan, but I'm definitely considering getting one of the shoes in the pack. Uh, not sure which house yet. I'm currently rewatching with my roommate, so maybe in the rewatch, I'll, I'll feel inspired to to pick a house and, and pick a shoe out of the pack. And so let's let's jump into the next shoe real quick. That's set to come out just today. We're recording this on February 8th. Um, just today, we, we saw the first peak of a new Supreme-Nike collab, collabing on the, the Air Max Tailwind 4. It's got some signature red on it and everything. I mean, Julian, Supreme by Nike, always always a hot shoe. It's, it doesn't even seem to matter which silhouette they use, right?
0: Yeah, uh, Supreme, it seems like they never miss with Nike. Mm-hmm. And even though, personally, I think they miss all the time, I don't think it's always the best-looking stuff. But they know their audience, and they know that if they go after, like, shoes that aren't necessarily in the limelight all the time besides when they went after like the air Max or air forces and stuff like that Uh, they usually go after these like obscure air maxes which is cool Mm -hmm. and they kind of like bring them back to life which I'm sure Nike's happy about because now they have another model that they can bring back their stuff is always pretty cool I mean it's trendy it it is what it is and another Nike Supreme collab is always good I think it's always definitely good it keeps sneakers sneakerheads like engaged and Mm -hmm. like wanting
1: something. Yeah, I mean it's very true I mean they did it with the uh, I think it was the Air the Air Force 2 or something like that, one of Nike's kind of other shoes and like I remember after that Nike started releasing more Air Force 2s and uh, things like that and so it's kind of cool to see the power that Supreme has in in the culture today. Um, I mean obviously these aren't going to be as big I think as the Supreme uptempos were or the Blazers, like there have been a lot of Nike collabs that they've done that have been really big. Um, I think this is going to be not quite as hype but I still think it's it's cool nonetheless. speaking Speaking of a shoe that that kind of has had a little bit of hype right from the get-go, since get go, since Nike's been getting a little more creative with, is the uh, the Zoom Fly, the Nike Zoom Fly. It started off. I mean, this is a weird shoe for me cuz it's a it's a running shoe. It was made as a running shoe. They Nike did the shoe when they did the the Vaporfly 4% around the Breaking 2 project a couple years ago. Um the first attempt to get a man under 2 hours in the marathon. So like that shoe, this shoe to me has always kind of been weird because it's a running shoe, it's made for performance, yet people have been wearing it as a lifestyle shoe and it's tight, it's been selling out and it's been hard to get. So they've been doing some they're doing some cool creative stuff with it. I believe there's a there's a cool pink colorway coming out that has a lot of like hand drawings on it and they're doing some with some stripes and things, and I think there's one with the camo sole. I mean, Julian, what do you think of these these shoes? These, these shoes seem to be kind of interesting uh, among sneakerheads right now.
0: Yeah, and again, like, this is a very, the pink one specifically that you're talking about, mm-hmm. it's a very streetwear-oriented, like, the look. You know, it's pink, and then it has that, like, DIY-type look where it yeah. looks like you took a Sharpie to it. And the shoe's already like slightly translucent, mm-hmm. so there's just like a lot going on that like you can add your own personal touch to, or at least it feels that way. But this particular shoe, the runner uh Nathan Bell, um, he's the one who put all the drawings on mm-hmm. it and all that, and I think he did a great job of not only showing like what his mantras are, like "try and stop me," and then there's one that says like "I can't feel my legs." That's on that's on there as well, but just like the Nike swooshes and just like cool little designs, like flowers, and like there's a stop pre sign I think. There oh, I know, in there. I love that. And uh, just just a cool thing it's just all the stuff that inspires him and that makes him want to keep running and i think that's really cool and it's gonna look really dope when it's on some somebody's shoe so like this is like another one of those crossovers between runners and sneakerheads sneakerheads are gonna want it because it's dope runners gonna want it because it's a runner that they know who like Mm -hmm. designed it yeah And it's also a running shoe, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really cool. And, like, for me, like, I've been wanting to get a pair since they first created the shoe. Um, I've never really pulled the trigger. I think I've never really been able to find one that I like uh, more than the original colorway. Those sold out pretty early. It was hard to get a pair of those. Not like the Vaporfly 4%, which obviously sells for $250, sold out first run to probably more people that were sneakerheads versus uh, runners so as a runner I was a little disappointed in that but I mean it's, it's cool to see the shoe still maintaining its relevance in sneakerhead culture and hopefully I'll, I'll find a colorway that I like and I get my hands on soon. We'll see what happens there. So let's go ahead and jump on to the next shoe. We're going to talk about the, oh this is a shoe that you love. You were talking I about this. I
0: love this shoe.
1: Why don't you introduce it since this, this shoe you, you know a lot more about this shoe than I do. This is before my time apparently.
0: A, a little bit before your time a little bit. This is when Nike basketball was still popping this is the lebron 16 watch the throne and that's an important shoe because we haven't seen a Watch the Throne LeBron shoes since the LeBron 9. And this is like directly inspired by the the Kanye and Jay-Z collab album, which that album is like influential as can be. I mean, it inspired like Drake and future collab albums and just collabs in general like that. And for two guys of like their stature and magnitude to make an album together was really dope. Oh yeah. And so LeBron recognized that and he got a colorway on his LeBron 9, which was just super popular already at the time. So he got... colorway of that which has black and it has like floral laces and a floral like uh, lining mm-hmm. and then a really like big and almost gaudy but cool at the same time, a uh, lace lock that has WTT for Watch the Throne and it's just like gold and it has some other things where like it might spell Kanye West and like Jay-Z. <laughs> I think it has their initials on it and that came out a couple years back and it was really dope but it never actually released to the public. It was like given to certain people like family and friends of LeBron yeah. and Kanye and all that and so a couple people have them but not that many so you can find that shoe right now on flight club for like six grand. (laughs) Anywhere from like four to like seven or eight grand, depending on what size you are, you can Mm -hmm. find that, watch the throne, nine.
1: Dude, six grand, easy. You can drop that easy right now.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I can drop six stacks right now. (laughs) No big deal. That shoe was like crazy, especially just for like the cultural relevance it had. They're There's only so many shoes that have, like, a a relevance at the time, and then they kind of stay relevant or even gain relevance because of, like, how influential, again, that album was and, like, how influential LeBron is Mm -hmm. and how just, like, great he is. Yeah. So I think Nike realized that, LeBron realized that, and we've been wanting another iteration of this shoe for years, and we're finally going to get the 16, which is cool because it's, like, the first good LeBron silhouette (laughs) for the last, like, four years. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: um. I mean, I, when I look at this shoe, like, and you showed me the original pictures of the, the the 9 version of this before the before we started recording this podcast, and, like, it's cool that they really stayed true to the style behind the original on this. I mean, the lace lock looks, like, very similar. I mean, very similar style. Like, the swooshes and the black, like, everything that they did on this, is, they did a really good job. And, like, for me personally, like, this shoe is, it's very... It's very out there. It's very flashy. Definitely not my style. But uh it's really cool to see what Nike's been doing with the LeBrons. I mean, especially with the sixteens and then the fifteens. Like they did the LeBron watch stuff. Like they've done a lot of throwbacks and retros to some of his older like shoes. Like they retroed the threes, they retroed the generation, but like I feel like we've talked about this already twice on the podcast, but, like, it's just cool to really see what Nike's willing to do with LeBron James in the moment right now. Uh, they recognize how how big of an athlete he is, and, like, for me, like, not knowing much about uh, the shoe to begin with, I mean, it's just really cool to see, like, that they're bringing that back, and people like, like you, Julian, are, are really passionate and really excited about it. Like, it's just cool to see that they're giving kind of the fans what they want, and almost bringing Nike basketball back a little bit to what it was back in the day. I mean, they're still not quite there, I would say, but they're definitely making strides in the right direction, and hopefully uh, they can continue. You to continue on that path, right?
0: Yeah, and I, and I think the retro way is the way that Nike's going to bring Nike basketball back. Uh, they're going to be able to bring like newer shoes, to kind of promote them and all that. But the retros are really what's going to get people uh, interested and in people buying some Kobe's just retro the mm-hmm. proto colorway. Yeah, the proto
1: four. I think in the the Hornets colorway, which yeah, Kobe which was first sense. drafted. Yeah, yeah. He,
0: he was drafted by the Hornets. It's in All Star games in Charlotte this year, so that is releasing for All Star game. But these Watch the thrones, are also releasing for the All Star game weekend. So uh, keep an eye out on that if you want a pair. Try and get them. They're going to be two hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm going to try. Dude, dude wishing you be the tough. best. I'm wishing you the best of luck on yeah, that. That's, right. that's going to be tough to that, get.
1: That's going to be a, that's going to be a fun one, I and mean, we'll see. How that goes. So, kind of going on next next topic we want to touch on, and this is kind of big news, especially after last week when we talked about kind of reselling and, and applications and stuff. Um, the Goat app. Was a uh, recently? I think it was at Footlocker. They're they're putting money into the Goat app. I think it was what it was some crazy number of money, like a hundred
0: million dollar
1: hundred million dollar investment into the Goat app. And Julian, can you kind of run people through what the what the Goat app is and maybe what this means for for sneaker reselling and yeah. stuff?
0: So like what you said a second ago, uh, we talked about reselling through apps uh, in like episode two, I think. Mm. And this is one of the apps, probably the like main two or three that you can resell through. You have like flight club goat and uh StockX. And and like stadium Goats is kind of there but they're like kind of the red-headed stepchild of that one <laughs> uh you have a uh, goat who was completely made by like a couple of dudes who just wanted to be like middlemen mm-hmm. you know keep people safe when they're selling and buying because you know there's so much we kind of talked about that last week too um there's a lot of stuff that could go wrong when you're dealing with people in person yeah Especially with
1: fakes, too. Yeah,
0: there's fakes and, you know, fake money, too, and stuff like that. So, Goat is a good way to buy and sell through people. If I want to sell you a shoe, but I'm back in Florida and you're in California, we can use the Goat app. Mm -hmm. They charge you, like, a fee, and it makes sure the transaction's smooth, and it's, like, officially, like, a real shoe.
1: Yeah, they authenticate everything. Um, I think they said, when we read the story, that the the guy who started it, or the two guys that started it, like, they got got scammed on eBay, got a fake pair of shoes. I think it was, like black grape fives or something like that they got a pair of fake shoes and they were pretty upset so they wanted to create the middleman service authenticate make sure it wouldn't happen to other people and so it's just really cool to see how far they've come in such a short time i mean they were doing this before StockX was doing it and um and then obviously like stadium goods and flight club those were kind of strictly based in new york city like you had to be there to be like really take advantage of the the services so this is really cool to see that and i, I kind of talked to you about this julian like outside of the podcast studio but i want to talk about it now like for some reason for me like i've always felt more like trusting in stock X versus goat, even though goat's been around a little longer, and I never really could pinpoint why that was the case. I mean, YouTubers always put up the debate like, did I get scanned by stock X or did I get scanned by goat? Like, did I get a fake pair? Like, it happens sometimes, so every once in a while, a fake pair will fall through, and it's not necessarily their like stock X or goat's fault. Like, they're all dealing with it's so really many good things. fakes out there, yeah. There are some really good fakes out there, like one to one, like they got the details down, but also like they just deal with so many shoes, like, every single shoe purchase through those sites or those applications like are authenticated so it's just such a high volume of shoes coming through that sometimes it just they miss on one Um, and I think they're pretty good about uh, dealing with people who get fakes anyway but it's just cool to see how this service has come about and it's for me like as I got into sneakers like we've talked about in 2015 really um, like I haven't really known a life outside of these apps and like it's for me like it's my go-to not only to like start to pinpoint what the resale price is on some shoes and kind of figure out all right what's the market like right now what's the interest but also just like it's a cool place to really go back and learn about like some of those older shoes like, like we just looked up the price of the, the watch the throne LeBron's like those I never realized how much those resold for so you can go back and find that information easy and so it's just kind of a cool cool tool for sneakerheads out there.
0: Yeah and apparently Foot Locker agrees and <laughs> yeah. um, they decided to put this hundred million dollar investment into this app which is a crazy amount of money for an already established sneaker selling company to put into another sneaker selling company you would think they're kind of like rivals, but Foot Locker wants to be the first retailer to like dip their foot in this resale market, and they don't, they don't just want to like be in it just so they can sell their shoes at a higher price or anything like that. I think they really want to like engage with their customers and kind oh, yeah. know what's popular, what like would resell and maybe in the future like sell more of them to prevent, prevent reselling, but yeah. make it like more streamlined. Yeah, So you're not having to go through some random dude to get a shoe that you really wanted because you couldn't get it from Foot Locker. Mm-hmm. Now you'd be able to get it like, oh, hey, sorry, we're sold out of this size, but you can go to the Goat app and get mm-hmm. it for maybe yeah know, $30 more, $50 more, whatever. It maybe.
1: Might be. Yeah. And like, it's kind of cool. Like you talked about like that engagement side, like, and we've talked about this a couple of times, like the engagement sneaker culture is kind of, it's, it's, it's definitely evolving as more people switch to online. But uh, definitely, I think Foot Locker was just, they, they read the pulse, right? Like they know that people are using these applications more often than not, and they want to increase that engagement side. And I don't know, like, as I heard about the deal, like I kind of was getting this crazy idea in my head of like, what if it was, like, Foot Locker could become a drop-off location for Goat? Like, you can either go there to either authenticate, or you can go there to, like, drop off your shoes to be shipped to Goat to be authenticated. Like, I don't know, like, there's, there's a lot of potential there, or even, like, local resale could be done through Foot Locker, or something like that. I don't know. Logistically, those are just ideas that kind of popped in my head. Like, that would be really cool to see, just because, like, a part of the, the Goat app and StockX, that kind of sucks, but, like, there's nothing to do about it, is that the person who sells the sneakers has to ship them to StockX or Goat to be authenticated, then they get shipped back to the, the person who bought them. So it's a, kind of a slow process. You don't get the shoes quite as soon as you'd like, and especially if you get them, like, right on release day. Like, I bought a pair of Jordan 1 All-Star Games in 2017, like, on release day. I didn't get them at the release, but I bought them through StockX. So I had to wait even longer, because Nike had to ship the shoes to the person, the person that had to ship the shoes to StockX, and then StockX to me. Like, it was, like, I waited so long, and I was so excited when the shoes finally landed on my doorstep. So that's the only real knock on the process, but even then, like, it's, it's nothing they can do about it, so maybe Foot Locker you know you're getting like a safe, yeah.
0: Pl- and like you said, some faltered or cracks, but more times than not, yeah. it's like a real pair. Mm-hmm. As long as you're getting it, I think. Yeah. You know that that's the important thing, and it kind of removes that like that buyer's remorse if you right. if you buy something and you saw it released and you're like, ooh, I need that, mm-hmm. and then you get it two days later and you're like, ooh. <laughs> Maybe I don't really like this. If you know you're going to get it in like a week and a half, you like want to think like, okay, yeah. do I really want this shoe? Very true. I'm not going to get it for a while. So am I going to not like it by the time I get it?
1: Yeah that's very true. I mean, it's just it's just fun to see like that process and and how that all works and I mean, I've even heard that like fake shoes are sometimes coming with like so StockX. I don't know if GOAT does this. I think they just send a little piece of paper like certified GOAT authentic. Um but StockX like they actually put like a hang tag on the shoes when they ship them and like you can scan that hang tag in like like the- like the app, I think, or something along those lines, and like prove it's authenticated. It was authenticated by StockX, but like fake shoe people are putting those hang tags on the fakes they're now. Selling
0: them with like yeah. these fake hang yeah. tags. It's man. like,
1: it's just crazy to see like the like StockX and, and Goat have become so big that like fakes, fakers are faking what they're doing to try to sell those fake shoes. Like, it's just, it's a crazy, crazy process yeah, to we'll, see. We'll so.
0: get into the fakes like another episode for oh, sure. 100%. I mean, the, fa- the fake sneaker market is like such a big deal. Mm-hmm. If you go down to like Colombia, where uh, my, my good buddy Alejandro from he, he would send me videos and pictures when he was down there and he would just walk to a store and like every shoe in the store is like 40 bucks and they're fake
1: yeah <laughs> big shout out to Alejandro though yeah, shout out to Alejandro. he needs to come back up to Eugene and get on this podcast with Absolutely. us honestly him
0: and I used to have a podcast together for uh, sports and I, I wish we would still do that but we're not like close to each other right now so yeah that's, that's the only reason we're not on that but yeah, shout out to him. Hope yeah, he comes back soon. Definitely. He's also a, a partial sneakerhead, at least yeah. a little bit. I've kind of gotten him into the game. Yeah. kinda. He he's tight with his money though, so he doesn't like <laughs> he doesn't like getting too much.
1: Yeah, uh, so uh, you kind of like you have to be pretty loose with your money. Sometimes if you're gonna be a sneakerhead. That's for sure. All right, so we're gonna jump into kind of the biggest news to come out of the week and probably our last topic for the show um it was the the top 10 selling sneakers of 2018 and then obviously when you when you kind of say that list there's some things that kind of jump out to you is like that should be on the list but basically how the list works it's like it's based off of silhouette and so the colorway doesn't matter and it's for entire sales for the whole entire year of 2018 this is done by a guy named matt powell uh, he's done the report for the past couple of years. Um, and there were definitely a couple of surprises off the, right off the bat when you look at the list. I mean, Julian, like the number one shoe surpri- will probably surprise some people. And then first, there's a new first time shoe on the list. And I don't know, like what were kind of the main things that jumped out to you when you saw this list?
0: Well, um, I kind of just like want to go through the list in general. Yeah. It's the top 10, so we can kind of speed run through it. Um, number ten Nike Air Force One low makes sense. I mean that show, the shoe is like timeless.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's been popular for as long as it's been a shoe. Yeah. And um, I mean every year you see people buying just plain white colorways because they get dirty. Yeah. You can buy a new one and then like a cool colorway comes out, so you got to get that. So that makes sense.
1: Yeah. It's, I feel like we've seen a resurgence of them on campus too. Like I see a lot of like, like women especially, like yeah. women especially have been wearing this all white Air Force One low. Which I don't know
0: how they marketed that to like get that to happen, but good for Nike. Yeah. Like,
1: honestly. This
0: is always seen as, like, a New York street shoe, at least I thought so. Yeah, so... Uh, number nine on the list. This one is like very surprising, especially with like two years ago. This is a rare shoe. If you saw somebody with it, they had all the clout, you know, they were <laughs> dope. But now it's the ninth most sold shoe of last year, and that is the Adidas Yeezy Boost a 350
1: V2. V2. Yeah.
0: And I mean, we've we've talked about it a little bit, but when these came out, Kanye said he wanted everybody to have Yeezy. I 2018 guess, was the year. I guess he's right. I guess 2018. It took two years, but people are taking people. Are, everybody's getting
1: them. Yeah. I mean, like they're sitting on shelves, even the V3 came out at the tail end, it's kind of sat on shelves, it's just kind of crazy to see I mean, this is the first time, obviously, that easy boost has been on the list Um, and it's only a deed issue on the list, it's kind of a spoiler, but uh I mean, it was, how many colorways do you think they came out with last year? I mean, five, six. something like that, and then, like, I remember the, the triple whites, like, that was the one, like, they
0: socked like, three times, four times, <laughs> maybe and each time they had a stupid amount of Well, it was, like, stock. the
1: first time that they announced that they were going to re-release them, it was like, all right This is going to be the biggest stock numbers for Yeezys ever. And I think it took, what, two, three days for them to sell out.
0: And they didn't even quote-unquote sell out because they restocked them again yeah, later in the Yeah, three times
1: later, three yeah. times after the just first. To get, just
0: to get rid of all that leftover stuff.
1: Yeah, so I, I don't know how Adidas feels about that. They're
0: happy they sold a lot of them.
1: I'm, I mean, yeah, that's true. They made the list, so that's that's all they could ask for at the end of the day. So it's interesting to see where they're going to go from here in 2019. But yeah, that that was definitely a surprise on the list. But look at 8 and 7, like, and tell me what you think of those, Jalen. <laughs>
0: They're just gym Nike shoes. Nothing, nothing crazy, just some, some Nike shoes that you you find that maybe at, at like, finish line, but, like, probably, like, JCPenney or, or Ross, like Poles yeah. or Ross or something like that, which is, you know, it's, it's widely available, so they sell a lot of them. And they're $65, both of them. The Nike Revolution 4 and the Flex Contact are both 65 bucks. Makes yeah.
1: sense. I mean, they look, they look like like a stereotypical like gym shoe like I'm sure it's appealing to a lot of people and like this list is every year I feel like comes out and we look at it as sneakerheads, like people who are super into what's hype and then we're like oh yeah there are there are a lot of regular people out there.
0: that Most people aren't us. <laughs> yeah,
1: aren't us. Aren't as passionate about the sneakers, and they're just looking for a comfy pair of shoes they can wear around. Which
0: is, and, which is cool. I think it's
1: dope. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's always cool. Like, the, the like another kind of spoiler, the number one shoe on the list, I think this is the second or third year in a row it's been the top-selling shoe uh, of the year. But, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just funny to see those, those econo- economy, like, basic shoes kind of pop up on the list. Jumping in six and five, those are some, some good, solid shoes, I feel like. So, yeah,
0: number six is the... Uh, just the vans, uh, it says Ward, so I'm assuming that means like old school and like any variation of it. Yeah. yeah it makes sense. Uh, vans got re- it feels like they got really popular the last few years. Um, and they're staying on that train. They're super basic, super clean. Mm-hmm. People get them for everyday shoes. Super
1: classic looking, too. Yeah.
0: And then I think that'll be like an Air Force in a few years that mm-hmm. it kind of just stays the course, yeah. which, is, which is pretty dope. Good for them. Yeah. Number five uh, Nike Air Hirachi. This retro a few years back, it was super super. super popular. And I, you said it, and I agree with it. Um, I'm surprised these are still on the list. Yeah. I mean, you you see some new colorways of these come out, but for the most part, I feel like the black, the all black, the black white, and the all white yeah. are just selling mm-hmm. every day. A lot of them, because people are like, "Hey, that's a dope shoe," and it's Nike, but it's not like a gym Nike shoe. Like, we right. It's not like super budget, but it's cheap.
1: Yeah. And
0: yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It's dope.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a shoe. I don't think I I could ever wear. I mean, it's not. I mean, not to Tinker Hatfield though. Like, shout out. To Tink for for designing the original Harachis. and it's definitely a shoe that I'm surprised it's still sticking around but I mean at this rate like it's it hasn't really slowed down much and the fact that it's on this list proves that a little bit i don't know what nike's gonna if they're gonna keep making color or just keep pushing out the same old same old but i mean it's kind of cool it's a it's a unique looking shoe and like that's cool to see that like this is more along the lines of like it's a little more expensive but it's definitely more of a style shoe so it's not like those whatever the revolution four and, and the flex contact so that's that's kind of cool interested to see on the list but number number four like this is another hype shoe that you kind of are surprises on the list i don't even think they put out too terribly many colorways of this but I mean what's number four three or four yeah uh,
0: they put out like three or four colorways it's the air Air Jordan 11, uh, the most iconic Jordan shoe. Yeah. Makes sense why it's selling so much. Everybody wants a pair because it's just a really yeah. clean looking shoe. Another
1: shout out to Tinker on that one. But I mean, yeah, the Concords, they came back. Like, there was apparently a big, like a large.
0: There was, there was a lot.
1: They of... said there was going to be a large stock and they still sold out, which is yeah. crazy and to me. They still resell, which
0: is amazing. It's yeah. Just a nod to how coveted this shoe is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Air Jordan 11, there's not much else to say about it besides it's like a legendary shoe. It's yeah. Awesome. Makes sense why it's on this list. It's just crazy that it is, that there's that many that they have to sell. Yeah, to make it on here at number four. four yeah, so it's uh, crazy. Number three, the Nike not Nike too, <laughs> since they they own Converse. The, yeah, the Chuck Taylor. Just uh, low, it yeah. makes sense. Everybody likes a Chuck Taylor. That's super cheap, stylish. You can do whatever you want. Looks mm-hmm. good, dirty. Looks good, clean. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense.
1: It's comfy. Taylor uh, Gang. Yeah, yeah, really. So but number two, we talked about number two a little bit also before the podcast, but like this is this shoe. It's an interesting looking shoe. It kind of bursts onto the scene last year, and like Nike went hog wild making every colorway they possibly could. Um, so it's kind of not surprising, but it's like also surprising that it stuck so well with people Especially for being a new, silhouette. yeah, new Silhouettes usually like it's kind of hit or miss from the from the get go. Um, but this one really stuck right from the get go. What was that one, Julian? Uh,
0: the the Air Max 270. uh shoe I think is pretty cool. Again, it's it's cool that an Air Max shoe stuck because a lot of them haven't been, especially the newer models. Usually the retro ones are the ones that are the, the cool ones that we like to the covet. So the the 270, it's cool that it stuck around. Hopefully it stays around for a while because I think it's pretty dope and it's relatively innovative. I mean, it's a brand new look for Nike.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of like the bulky dad shoe but still like sport sporty modern. looking modern looking yeah it's 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 got a giant air bubble i've heard it's it's pretty comfy i haven't personally tried the shoe but i've definitely seen some colorways i'm like yeah i could see myself getting that never pulled the trigger on it but uh it's a it's a good looking shoe it's definitely probably going to stick around for at least another year nike is also unveiling the 270 or the 720 this year which is a similar shoe just with a more expanded air bubble i think the air bubble is across the entirety of the sole this time mm. we'll see how that one goes doesn't look as good mm. as the 270 but we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, only only time will tell. And now we get to number one. This shoe, like I said, the the, champ. List, the reigning champ, and it, it returns again. Um, and I don't think I've ever seen this shoe on a shelf ever in any store maybe I'm not looking in the right stores but uh, it's the you want to you read it or you want me to read it uh, the Nike Tanjun yeah. Tanjun Tanju, I think Tanjun Tanjun Tanju, Tanju. so, something along those lines but
0: $60 Nike shoe it looks like a budget Roche which is kind of funny because Roches are budget as is right <laughs> I mean no hate it's a clean looking shoe it's just black with white mhm big swoosh there's different colors of it but it's very like solid and, then, and I mean they look like a lot of Nike shoes and that's kind of what they were going for just make it simple it's mm-hmm. Nike it's cool it is what it's 60 bucks that's yeah
1: it's so much. number one yeah number one on the list I mean hands down and like you can't really deny it like Matt Powell did a good job putting the list together as always it's always fun to talk about this so yeah big shout out to him for doing that but yeah shout
0: out to Nike for always dominating yeah
1: I mean only one Adidas shoe I mean Nike I mean there's a Converse which is technically a Nike and the Vans got the one on the list so yeah it's Nike dominating Um interesting to see if that changes next year who's to say I guess I hope it does but. Yeah, I would hope I would hope Adidas would be able to rebound after the year that they had in 2018 so far it's they're doing a lot of like retro Champion. they're doing a lot of retro type stuff to the, like some of their older older silhouettes putting 4d spins on things so yeah we'll see what happens but yeah so that's that's the list and that's, that's let us
0: know what you think about that list yeah Yeezy I mean, and Jordan's on there it's kind of surprising but mm-hmm. everything else kind of to be expected
1: at least I think so yeah no I would agree. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see how that all changes in 2019. But yeah, that's that's everything we really had to talk about today. If you like the podcast, obviously, uh, follow us on Instagram at not another Um Julian, what's the word for people from SoundCloud today?
0: Uh, the word today is from olive oil. Olive oil.
1: And then I think if you're coming to us from iTunes, we're going to go pasta. So pasta awesome. and olive oil. Comment on our top post. We, we may or may not be getting some stickers made uh, for our podcast, so maybe we'll do a giveaway if people engage. So be on the lookout for that. That that could be some fun thing to look forward to.
0: Absolutely. Uh let us know what you think. Uh, hope you enjoyed our episode and uh we'll catch you on release date.
1: Yep. See you guys later.